Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, what's going on with the current affair and is Nine any closer to finding a host? The $1.1 million offer Carrie Bickmore could refuse and how Channel 10 could fix its ratings overnight using the programs they already have. I promise the answer has been staring at us all along. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is TV Black Box. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight and welcome to TV Black Box. You'll meet the panel in just a moment, but first, it was during this week in history that the BBC was founded. One hundred years ago, the British Broadcasting Company was founded after the General Post Office had received nearly 100 broadcast licence requests. A couple of months later, the company would make its first official radio broadcast, which unfortunately was not recorded. Now the BBC is the world's oldest national broadcaster and the largest broadcaster in the world by number of employees with over 22,000 staff in total. What a magnificent company it is. All right, let's meet the panel. David Robbo Robinson, hello. Hello there. Great to be with you. Love the BBC, but also love the ABC more. Very good. Phil is here. Philip Koch is here. (laughs) Hi, Rob. (laughs) He's turned up. Thanks for turning up, Phil. Rob's happy about it. He loves to have you here. Oh, Phil's here. That's it. Oh, here we go. Matthew Simmons is here. Guys, can we please script intros from next week? (laughs) And TV Black Box contributor Matthew Simmons is here. Hello, Matthew. Hello. We are very fortunate tonight because we have a returning guest. Yes, our guest panellist was previously on in August. It's the acting editorial director of TV Week and Who magazines. It's none other than Claire Isaac. Hello, Claire. Hello, Rob. How are you? Oh, I've got applause. Thank you. (laughs) It's really good to have you here. So obviously we didn't scare you off, which is quite nice. No, I had fun. Thank you. (laughs) Claire, can I say that any other magazine that I've ever read is rubbish? You can Um, say that. I love, yeah, I love your magazine. What about the ones Um, Koshi works on? (laughs) Which, uh, no, I love Koshi's magazines as well, but your magazines, Claire, uh, I just love it. So, um, What magazines are they, Robert? And we've got to get through to our topics now. No, Claire, just kidding. Claire was having a good time. Yeah, it's all fun and games here. Thanks, Rob. 
<laughs> TV Weekend Who, of course. All right, let's get into this week's topics because just who will replace Tracy Grimshaw as the host of A Current Affair? Well, during the week, I broke the news that Channel 9 journalist Chris O'Keefe became the front runner within the executive ranks at 9, with a secret audition turning into a live air audition in front of the nation. That was after Tracy called in sick. O'Keefe turned down the opportunity to replace Chris Ullman as the network's political editor due to family commitments in Sydney. Philip, O'Keefe had never so much read an update before he was thrown in the chair to read a current affair. The ratings held. In fact, they were better than the night before. What did you reckon? Oh, look, I really like um, um, Chris. I think he's he's a very seasoned campaigner. He knows his stuff. He also just has that everyman thing about him, which I think will appeal to a current affair um, viewers. And he just, look, he, he, he calls a spade a spade, and I think you need someone with opinions on a show like that. Uh, I, I am surprised that they wouldn't try and install a female, but I suppose whoever works, eh? I think it was weird. I think someone must have told him to go to the NRL studio or the uh, the sports, the beefy man studio, and he's accidentally walked into the current affair studio. I think that's what's happened here. He's not a host of a current affair for Christ's sake. I agree. No way at all. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I do think the flame, the red hot flame has extinguished a little bit and... The rumours circulating right now, and look, this is changing day by day because they haven't made a decision. He did hold high-level meetings with the head of programming and the head of news is what I've heard around the traps, and he got that live-to-air audition. Um, He certainly went hard. He's been doing a great job on 2GB, filling in for Jim Wilson, but I think he probably went a bit too hard like you do on radio as opposed to working for TV. So probably just needs to pull it back a bit. I think he's still in the mix, but I'm now hearing, Claire, Tara Brown from 60 Minutes could be the person. I would really like a woman to take over from Tracy, and I'm not saying that in a bra-burning feminist way. I'm saying that in a person who watches television and really wants to see women doing hard news, you know, and I know Acker isn't hard news by any stretch of the imagination. It actually can be. That's That's a fallacy. You know, some of the bigger stories that get talked about on newspapers have come from a current affair. But I think it's also what your what your viewers want to see, and I think Channel 9 really want to sit down on, in the evening and, and talk look at someone who's talking to them who feels like they understand, and I feel like mm. a woman probably is a better pick for the job. I don't have anything against Chris O'Keefe, um, but I think Tara Brown is really well-respected. They like her on 60 Minutes. I, I actually think she'd be a really good person to take over. And look, the research is showing Channel 9, from my understanding, that a woman in the chair is certainly the preference, Mm. but there's no doubt Chris O'Keefe is an up-and-comer. Nine want to actually keep him happy and keep him within the the network. Uh, Of course, Deb Knight is still in the mix, but here's the thing. Nine have specifically said it will be an internal promotion. So they will not be getting the Carrie Bickmores or anyone else from outside the network. This will come from within, which is a great thing. Yeah, agree. Mm. Carrie Bickmore cannot host a current no, affair. No, she cannot. She won't I said be. it last week. I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. And she we said it last week too, just quietly. But anyway, <laughs> what's your name again? <laughs> 
All right, speaking of Carrie Bickmore, last week she made the surprise announcement that she would be leaving the project, but apparently no one was more shocked than the executives at 10. According to the Australian's media diary, the network were under the impression Bickmore was happy with the deal for a $1.1 million salary, an amount which was accidentally leaked internally. That deal included her only working three days a week. She ultimately decided not to take the deal. Big Mall's agent says she is now in discussions with 7, 9 and 10 about a network deal, but as previously revealed on TV Black Box, it won't be for A Current Affair or The Today Show, which we just mentioned. Now, here's an interesting thing. I am sure, Philip, that her agent is chasing a network deal. It ain't gonna happen. Networks don't do network deals anymore. Unless you're a Sonia Kruger and a, you know, or the host of a five-night-a-week show or a five-day-a-week breakfast show, you don't get a network deal just to sit there and be pulled out for the odd special. Her agent is dreaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised to read that. Uh, you know, the, the, the money isn't there anymore. As we all know, things have changed quite dramatically. So either she's employed for a role on a salary or she's not. I don't think I don't think they're just going to pay her a fortune to warehouse her. It just... It seems absurd. And, and Matthew, I've got to be honest, the idea that 10 offered her, and I I need to say I really like Carrie Bickmore. I think the afternoon drive show she does with Tommy Little is fantastic. But the idea that she would be offered $1.1 million a year to work three days a week on a show that does not rate in prime time that is almost beaten by, well, is beaten by the Chase Australia, I, I can't fathom it. And whoever's making that decision, like, seriously, what the hell is going on? Well, it's it's the same team that got Lisa Wilkinson on, on a similar salary, isn't she, in the over $1 Oh, yes. I've never brilliant. believed that figure just Well, quietly. I do now that Carrie's revealed as 1.1 because I think that... Yeah, yeah, this seems to be a trend. Mm. Uh, what are they getting for their money? Good people but not worth that kind of money for what they're delivering. For $1.1 million, I want a number one show, not something that's sometimes number four. <laughs> well, clearly, clearly, clearly whoever's making the decisions there have got their priorities in a different place. But uh, for me, I, I struggle to believe that Carrie would leave 10 without having something in the works already. Like, what? what's the point of trying to do a network deal? Like, like surely she's already in talks with someone for her to leave this massive deal on 10. Like, it doesn't make sense for her to be like, oh, I'm just going to leave and I'll see what happens. Well, she has the radio show. Well, that's what I mean. That's a million dollars right there. So she's not not exactly going to Centrelink. (laughs) Right. Well, then I I reckon that if that's her place, that's where she's going to end up and she'll just be a really big radio figure. Whatever. Mm, Maybe. The money's there. We've seen people leave TV for radio in the past. And look, an update on my hypothesising from last week. Erin Molan, one of the hosts of Today FM Breakfast in Sydney, has come out and pointed out she has just signed a new contract for a multi-year deal, which is fantastic. I really like Erin. I think she's great talent. Doesn't mean a hell of beans in this town because, um, you know, people have been warehoused before on big contracts if they think there's something new in the wind. And I am not saying that Carrie is going to Today FM. That 
commentary I said last week was hypothesising wasn't based on actual evidence, except for the fact I'd heard whispers that she had previously been offered, uh, what was the figure I said, 1.2 million, I think I said last week, to go to Today FM Breakfast. Maybe that's still on the cards. Maybe it's a longer plan. But, Matthew, to what you said, Carrie did say she just wanted to spend time with the family. Maybe she actually was being honest. Maybe that'd be a first in this industry. (laughs) Especially when you say, I'm going to spend more time with the family. Every person who has either had a, a, you know, I'm not suggesting Carrie has, but uh, a drug issue, uh, uh, a drink driving (laughs) issue, a sacked issue, Mm -hmm. a uh, we're going to hire someone who's younger than you issue, (laughs) um, whatever, everyone all of a sudden wants to spend more time with the family. They've never spent time with their family before. Well, she spent time with her family overseas, right? So she took that time off. And, I mean... I think she was looking for work over there. (laughs) I think maybe she was trying to stop her husband from taking his clothes off. Are we allowed to say (laughs) that? (laughs) it's in the the media. (laughs) That was attention-seeking and it was uh, a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on and we wish everyone the best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course we do. Well, after a six-year hiatus, Foxtel this week announced that music trivia show Rock Wiz will return to television in 2023. It previously aired on SBS. The brand-new eight-episode season will feature a fresh remix, including a new Rock Wiz orchestra, a new-look set and a shorter 30-minute format filmed in front of a live studio audience. And while some things change, some things certainly remain the same, including the return of co-host Brian Nankervis and Julia Zamiro. But it's Zamiro's appointment that has really raised eyebrows, being labelled as left-wing hypocrisy. That's because Foxtel is owned by News Corp, an outlet Zamiro has been openly critical of and launched activism against. Last year, she was a staunch supporter of the Australians for a Murdoch Royal Commission campaign, which she said was to take on Rupert Murdoch's control over our media and democracy. Um, Claire, is it hypocritical for someone to work for an organisation they've been actively campaigning against? Look, I think in a in a world where you could just go anywhere and do anything, yes, it is hypocritical. I think in a world where there's three jobs available for everyone, including Carrie Bigmore, you take a job. And personally, I've sort of struggled on it a little bit because I kind of... I have problems with Murdoch Press myself, but I have written for them in the past. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't take a full-time job on a Murdoch newspaper, but I would probably work for Foxtel. You know, like it's it's shades of grey, isn't it, you know? Mm. And I think that when you're someone who's really sort of uh, aligned with a show, it would be silly for you not to go with that show wherever it went because it would obviously mean viewers and money for you and advertising Mm. and everything like that. So, I mean, I imagine that at some point she'll make a statement or say something about about it. If she doesn't, I would be surprised personally. Robert, I don't understand what the issue is here. Yeah, she might have a bigger thing about Rupert Murdoch personally, but this is Foxtel. Yes, it's owned by News Corporation, but it's a TV gig which aren't exactly all out there at the moment. You know, it's hard to get a gig in the industry. And I think if Foxtel are willing to employ her, knowing her views, no problem. Anyone who works in television or radio who hasn't sold their soul or done something (laughs) that isn't great in order to get themselves on camera or in a job is lying. 
It is absolute rubbish. I, I've been meaning to apologise to you for what you had to do to get on Studio 2. Then I'd do it again. <laughs> but that's what I mean. This, this idea of, oh, my God, there should be this. If, if anyone, whoever is saying um, that she should be held to a higher account does not understand television or show business in any way, and let's go back to, you know, when... And people have to make money. No, but that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Anyone who is having a go at her about going, well, this is what it... Welcome to show business. And if you don't understand that this happens all the time, then you have no idea about the industry. People who reach the top levels on the desk, so let's let's call it on the desk, they act as if they're anointed, as if they're like uh, a royal family who have been just given this, this job. No, they have worked years and years and years to get to that point. And that's what should be... Uh, recognize. So if if you're on television, you've worked really hard. You weren't just born into you. You know, you, your mother didn't give birth on the on the seven news desk. Sorry, didn't happen. You know, you had worked really really God, hard to get there. Great though, good TV. No, no, that's it, a great story. No, yeah. it wouldn't be. <laughs> Have you ever seen giving birth uh, videos on uh, YouTube? It's it's disgusting. I've watched three children. My three children <laughs> come into the world. I've I've seen it in real life. <coughs> Um, no, that's fantastic. Um, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this idea that there is this uh, this high moral ground in television. Yes, she can have a, an opinion, I think, about News Corp in general. Um, does she want to bring a show that's really successful and popular with people? Yes, she does. Is it? Is she able to do it? Is she doing it under the, the, uh, the masthead of the Daily Telegraph or Fox News? No, she's not. It is separate to that. And also, there are no morals in television. If anyone thinks that there is morals in television, they're idiots. <laughs> I, think the, I think the biggest issue, I think, just seeing some of the commentary online, is that it's not just having an opinion about Murdoch. It's just the, the active campaign. And she went hard and she was part of all the pushes with Kevin Rudd and stuff. So I think she was just a very vocal and a big supporter i guess of that anti-murdoch movement and i guess to the people that that follow that and stand by that they're, they're watching that and they go well hold on we've got one of our key people who's just jumped onto his payroll i feel like that's where the issue is although that that's an issue for them like anyone else outside of that bubble then like what the hell it's just a gig with foxtel it's not full on I'm in with Murdoch. Like it's not like you love Fox News, don't you, Matthew? You've got a subscription (laughs) to Fox News. No, absolutely not. Okay, fine. No, not at all. (laughs) I do. As the launch of Netflix's ad-supported model draws closer, full details have now been revealed. The tier titled Basic with Ads launches from the 4th of November and will cost $6.99 per month. On this tier, video quality will only go up to 720p. There will be an average of four to five minutes of ads per hour. A limited number of movies and TV shows won't be available due to licensing restrictions and you will not be able to download content for viewing offline. This option will be available in 12 countries, including Australia. Netflix also announced the introduction of a profile transfer this week, which allows people to transfer their profiles to another account. That move is all in a bid to crack down on password sharing. Matthew, we finally have the details. Do you think this $6.99 price point will be cheap enough for people to take up the offer? Will they possibly downgrade from what they're currently subscribing? 
I feel like six ninety nine is a fair price when you consider the library. I, I think it'll be telling what content isn't on the basic with ads platform. Having if it, said that, you can get Amazon Prime Video for the same price, no ads. But the the library is obviously vastly different. Netflix is huge on their original sure. programming, and while there's a little bit that sometimes doesn't hit, quite often it'll be um. Uh, uh, there's big shows, Stranger Things. Um, yeah, there's plenty that I could list off. Um, the people that would downgrade, I think it'll be a, a bit of a look. It'll be November 4th, and then after a week, people just, you know, tweeting, oh, how many ads are you seeing? Like, what is it quite disruptive? What are you missing out on? I think it'll be a bit of a, a first look thing and seeing what, um, what, what others are doing that have subscribed to it. And then um, if, it, if it seems fine, if people are really supportive of it and they're going, look, it's a couple of ads, it's 15 seconds, you hardly notice it, I can deal with it, and they're not quite repetitive because I know a lot of people don't like the same repeating ads all the time. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I've actually backflipped on my decision from a few weeks ago. I think, yeah, a few people, quite a few people would um, would drop down if it, if it seemed right. Philip, I don't... I'm I'm intrigued as to how this is going to go for the company. It's certainly a subscription driver, but I I don't know if new people are going to come in because I think Netflix is your default streamer. Well, I, I think good programming will get new 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 memberships or whatever it's called to um, mm. Netflix. And you know, just just today, the co CEO came out and said he's feeling better and better about the twenty seven billion dollar in Australian dollars that Netflix is spending on content this year alone. So. And important, they're now saying to Wall Street, it's not about subscriber numbers, it's about the bottom line. And I think they're $9 million in profit. Uh, I could be making that up, don't at me. Or at me, <laughs> let me know. Uh, <laughs> but but um, uh, so they're trying to change their own narrative because they took a hit in the stock market when their subscriber base fell. Yes. Uh, Claire, obviously the big thing here is the crackdown on password sharing, which they mm. have said they're going to do. This is the carrot before we get the stick. Oh, you're moving out of home. Don't take the password of your parents. Take out your own account. You can take your profile take with Take your you. profile with you. I don't know how much I care about my profile, to be honest. Well, um, it's got all the sh- it's got the algorithm of all the shows you like. Your, yeah, I know. The, but, like, if lists. I – I know, but, like – you know, my lists are like the, you know, the cheap and cheerful reality shows, <laughs> cooking shows, <laughs> travel shows. You could shows. live without your algorithm, is that I what could you're live without being reminded of that. I, get, every I time still I get a lot of shit in my algorithm. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, I do it's too. Not selective. Yeah, it's not perfect. Mm, no. Um, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that is not really a carrot that I would want to be nabbing as a donkey. <laughs> okay. All right, still to come, I'll tell you how Channel 10 can improve their ratings by using the programs they already have. The solution is staring us in plain sight. Plus, a plea to Seven to return Big Brother to its former glory, and we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
And now it's time for Hatches and Dispatches. Nine journalist Charles Croucher, well, that's a fun name, has officially been appointed as chief political editor for the network. It's a role that Nine describes as the most respected in television news, made famous by that wonderful bear, Laurie Oaks. Uh, Croucher will take over from Chris Yulman, who recently announced he would be retiring at the end of this year. Oh, one of my favourites, GWN7 weather presenter Shauna Willis has farewelled viewers this week after 35 years with the network. Giving her final report last Wednesday night, Willis thanked West Australian viewers for tuning in each night. Willis said she would now be having a well-earned rest, saying she's in no rush to find what's next, and I was lucky enough to see her broadcasts while I was over in WA. She is a true legend. And in sad news now, stage and screen legend Dame Angela Lansbury has died aged 96. Lansbury was an accomplished actor, nominated for three Oscars, won seven Tony Awards, four Golden Globe Awards, and holds the record for the most Emmy nominations, with 12 for her role as Jessica Fletcher in Murder, She Wrote. The series ran for 12 seasons and remains incredibly popular to this day. Also passing in the last week is actor Robbie Coltrane, best known for playing Hagrid in the Harry Potter movie franchise. Age 72, Coltrane was also recognisable for his roles in TV too. His first big gig came in the 1990s when he was cast to play Dr Eddie Fitz Fitzgerald, a forensic psychologist in Cracker. Probably playing on repeat on 7 Plus, that and bloody heartbeat. Uh, That's uh, this week's Hatches and Dispatches. Back to you, Rob. Thank you, Robbo. And now it's time for Rob's Bits and Bobs. I know it's the segment David Robinson loves, don't you, Robbo? Uh, I've seen your Bits and Bobs plenty of times. I can't say I love them. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where I'm just going to throw a few things out there. If anyone wants to say anything, fine. But pretty much it's just a couple of little things. Channel 10, I have the solution to your ratings woes. And it's all there. The solution is simple. Move your 8.30 programming to 7.30. Stop trying to compete with the big reality shows with the networks. Offer an alternative. What is your point of difference? Every network should always ask themselves, what is my point of difference? Well, 10, you have shows at 8.30 that are doing better than your 7.30 shows. Have you been paying attention? The Cheap Seats and Gogglebox. Now, the other week, because you bumped the Real Love Boat, Gogglebox went to 7.30, did great business. But let's take last night, which at time of recording was Monday night. The project rated 203,000 at 6.30pm and 306,000 at 7pm. The Traitors Australia rated 265,000 and that was actually at season high. The Cheap Seats at 8.30 or thereafter rated 319,000. Now the Cheap Seats isn't your biggest 8.30 brand. We know that Have You Been Paying Attention and Gogglebox, much bigger. So let's use the cheap seats. By moving that to 7.30, if you can get 319,000 and possibly more viewers who are looking for something different than the big reality shows, imagine the money you could save Channel 10. You could actually use that money to develop more of those style of programs for 8.30. You could actually build a network on alternative programming to the big reality shows. Anyway, free advice, Channel 10, it's there for you. I also have a plea for Channel 7. 
The time has come. I've enjoyed the experiment, but it's time to pack up the bags, take away Big Brother as it currently is, and return it to its former show. The UK are doing it. I know that there were hopes that the UK would take the Channel 7 version, which is Survivor in a warehouse, but now the UK are going back to the original format. And I think, Seven, if you want Big Brother to survive, you need to do that too. I can't say that I'm getting invested in the next series at all. I know it's about to be shot. I know that crewing has already started. I think it begins shooting on Halloween. the 31st or, or even before. No, Halloween. And, sorry? Halloween. October Halloween, 31st. right. Yeah. And so you're obviously doing the show you were, you, you, that you, the way you've been doing it for the next series, but you advertised it as about singles. I think The Bachelor, The Real Love Boat has shown us that we don't want to watch dating shows and that's what you're now trying to turn Big Brother into. There is a petition on change.org, which I have signed today, where they ask for the return of Big Brother to its original format. The changes they would like to see are live streaming into the house, the public votes housemates out for evictions, the challenges are fair and give every housemate the same fair chance of winning, the current version of physical challenges, which not only gets boring with the same person winning, but it is unfair. A combination of physical, psychological and mental challenges would be fair. Agree. Housemates are banned from talking about nominations, voting, and will be punished if they break those rules. Don't agree with that. Weirdly, that's we, weirdly that. that's the rules for the rest of the panel. Uh, if I uh, think about it on this show, <laughs> we are punished very We're bloody quickly. Also, if you want more details about this, just head to Rob's Twitter, where he's tweeted about these issues uh, in the past 24 hours. <laughs> yes, indeed. They want the return of Friday Night Games and live evictions. Friday Night Games I don't care about, but live evictions, absolutely. Here's the problem. Big Brother's going to fall even further this year and it won't even have old housemates to get the nostalgia factor in. You actually need to go back to the original format or even a hybrid, but let's go live. We'll do it live, as Bill Riley once said. And finally, the bomb. Doesn't want to be called the bomb anymore. Wants to be called the Bureau of Meteorology. This is not television. No, this is not television. Are you ridiculous? No, no, this is not television. Cut this out. Media. All newsrooms have been asked. David Robinson. Mm. All newsrooms have been asked to change their terminology. Even the ABC has said we're not doing it for a month before our editorial meeting. And people don't seem happy with it. So we probably won't do it. This is a massive fail. And the bomb has become the laughing stock of the media industry. And that is Rob's bits and bobs. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of shaking of the head. Do we not like this segment? I don't think it works when you just rattle off. <laughs> and then, it will, Holy and then shit. we all just kind of go, okay, cool. Where are you getting your uh, your uh, carriage from to say that to the man right there? It's my producer hat. I'm wearing my producer hat. <laughs> So, okay, bits and bobs is a thumbs down. (laughs) All right. Well, tell these people you want it back if you do. (laughs) (laughs) At David Robinson 83, (laughs) at Matthew Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Rob underscore McKnight. All right, it's time to find out what everyone's been watching this week. Matthew, what have you been watching? Oh, a couple of things. (laughs) Um, So... I've stopped House of the Dragon. I fell out of it after a few episodes. Uh, I told you. 
Oh, what did that? Wait, 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 wait. I've just been busy and I, I haven't had the chance. And oh, to be fair, I haven't had the motivation to. Yeah. to, to if watch you love it every something, week. you will always find the time. Sorry, can I just say well, I'm excited about Daddy Matt because he is being very <laughs> dominant. I love this guy. Yeah. Daddy, he's just, he's just giving out opinions left, right, and center, putting you down. <laughs> Go on, Daddy Matt. What do you need, mate? Too much talkback radio. <laughs> um, but what I have done, and we started it this week. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know if I'm going to catch myself. But I've, I've, we've started Game of Thrones. so I, And we've watched the three episodes that I've already seen. But I, I wonder if this is my method now, is to watch Game of Thrones and then get back in the House of the Dragon and, and keep going. Once or- you get to the end of Game of Thrones... You will not want to watch House of the Dragon because you will have such a letdown. It looks you so will... good. No, Koshi says no. Koshi says she's shaking his head. Oh, look, I, I just I don't think um, House of the Dragon is a patch on Game of Thrones. I really don't. I, I haven't watched the latest two episodes, and I used to. Well, I, I may have run in sick one day to watch Game of Thrones in the early days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was when Foxtel used to send me advanced copies and it's like, oh, look, it's a Game of Thrones day. What can I say? Um, I don't hate the show. I just, it, it's not as gripping as the original series. Yeah, and I right. suppose it was never going to be. I don't know. Mm. Well, from what I've seen online, House of the Dragon still looks really good. So I still really want to watch that. I don't know why I've started Game mm-hmm. of Thrones when I, I want to watch House of the Dragon. I don't, I honestly don't know what I'm doing. Um, but that's what I've decided to do. That's one of them. The other one I've been watching, that's on Binge and Fox. Christ, you sound like and- Mulk. Yeah, how many, what are we up to? The fifth <laughs> well, show? He's only one. done one. Oh, it just feels like, it just feels like he's talked about three freaking shows. Go on, Matt. I'm, I'm so stingy with it. <laughs> anyway, the second, the second one I've been watching is on Netflix. It's The Mole. It's the Netflix reboot of um, The Mole, uh, which I think we had a few seasons here. And, um, wasn't that, that was a Channel Seven format, wasn't it, Claire? Mm-hmm. It was a Channel Seven format, and it was Grant Bowler, wasn't it? Yes, it was. was. The host of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of seasons. Um, mm. But in America, I forget the name of the host. She's a journalist. It, it, it's really good. I'm absolutely gripped. I've binged the whole thing. Big fan. F- finale comes out on Friday. <laughs> it, it's 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 really gripping. Uh, the first episode's a little slow, but watching the second episode, those the missions are just. Wow, and I'm trying to figure out who the mole is. I'm really invested into the whole thing of it. Um, so that's really great. So if you want to watch that, that's gives that's my biggest recommendation. I can't stop watching it. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Uh, Robbo, what have you been watching? I've been watching Media Watch with Paul Barry. Paul Barry's a long-time listener. Uh, hello to you, Mr. Barry. What did you make of last week? I loved it. It's divided. It has broken the internet talking about <sighs> the advocacy of that group. Yeah, Akon. Uh, look, I-, I thought it was actually a really good episode. At first I thought, oh, I don't know if this is worthy of how you know, much airtime it's been given. Uh, but I, I love Paul Barry and I think that he does a great job in explaining everything that we need to know. And I, I really think it's quite important um, to expose this kind of uh, problems with impartiality that he was trying to do that the BBC and Channel 4 had experienced uh, in Britain. Uh, and, you know, obviously we're hoping it doesn't happen here. Uh, as he said, I think it's important that we've got, uh, you know, diversity in all media. Uh, and, and let's face it, the ABC has more diversity than any other media organisation in this country, which is just hats off to them. I thought it was actually a really important and, and a really powerful media watch where it kind of... Ex- There's been a lot of blowback online over the last yeah, couple of Yeah, but that's from these 
activists and, 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 and whatnot, everyone can have a conversation, and I, I think it's important to have a discussion. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, with Q&A. I think that Q&A has, uh, once again, I'm going to go on a, a little uh, ramble here. Uh, they have a wonderful we, we soapbox. We don't do that on this podcast. Sorry, Robert. Oh, but Is we, that two shows? Sorry, sorry. we just went through, I don't know, eight or nine minutes of Rob's <laughs> bits and bobs. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly say something about a show. Um Q&A is, is really important in this space and I think the ABC is really important in this space and I think the ABC is the only one that can do it. Um, Media Watch did a great job of that on, on Monday night. I think Q&A can, again, I, I really believe in that show if it just has um, a great debate between differing views and you can do that. I really believe that you can do that. Um, and obviously Twitter will light up and say, well, how dare you give a platform to this? Well, you know, th- that, that platform does represent a lot of people who believe in that kind of stuff whether it's real or not it doesn't matter but you know what they're more likely to watch a debate if they can see their views as well as the other views if they look at a show and see just the other views they're not going to watch so how can we change their views that's my bits and bobs (laughs) and what's your other show what um oh uh 30 rock Oh, Claire, can you save us? What have you been but watching? That was this really week? good. You, don't cut that out. I might yeah. listen this week to make sure you don't cut it out. <laughs> I'll bring the um, the level of uh, viewing right down. I watched Dairy. I've been watching Dairy Girls <gasps> season three. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I love that. Show, oh my Claire. god, everyone! Oh my like, oh, god, there you go. That. See, the light relief. So. Um, Always just such a pleasure to watch it. I don't know how much you want me to oh, say. Great show. guest yeah. stars, fantastic lines, lines that make me laugh even now. There's an episode three or four of this season. There's a display Kit Kat, which is, makes me laugh every time I think about <laughs> a display Kit Kat. We'll not say more than that right now. Okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, everyone love loves show. a display Kit Kat. It's so good. It's so good. And it's just such a lovely uh, break from, you know, whatever else is going on in the world, whether or not you're watching, you know, ACA or 7.30 or, you know, Q&A or whatever. It's nice to just turn on a bit of absolute lighthearted fun. The other thing I'm watching, which I'd never heard of, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, it's called The Outlaws and it's on Amazon yeah. Prime. It's Stephen love Merchant. Have you already yep, talked about it? it? Oh, ah. this is the one Robbo's recommended love that it. I've been meaning to ah. watch. Mm. Stephen Merchant, Christopher yep. Walken, like it's got the most bizarro cast in the whole world about some people on community service in London and um, hilarity and hilarity, drama and thrilling things ensue. I'll say no more than right. that. Okay, interesting. Mm. Uh, Philip, what have you been watching? Uh, I've, I've been watching free to air television, and one of the shows I've been watching oh, is you're Tra- the one. I'm the one. Uh, is Traders on Ten, uh, which I actually really mm. liked. I know it's been slammed, and I know I was the only person in Australia that watched it, but I thought it was clever. I thought the casting was good. I want to watch more of it. I'm not sure if I can commit to it. It seems to be a, a lot of hours of TV. Is it too long? The, well, the the pilot, oh, the the first episode, I think, was over two hours long. It just like that's just insane. Yeah, it, yeah I found what? that a bit punishing. But that said, I still want to go back and see more. Um, so don't judge me too harshly on that. And uh, just <laughs> I wanted to remind people, it's only two more weeks of the block, and I think it's got really interesting and. Uh, for people who haven't been watching, these homes are probably going to sell for something like $5 million in an area where most homes wow. sell for $2 million. So we could be looking at the biggest block disaster ever, yeah, which should make really good TV. 
Okay, very interesting. Um, I'm really pleased to say that I've managed to get the family to watch 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown with me. Uh, it's become a bit of a nightly view for us. And the kid, I mean, there is some adult content, but mm, such is life. But um, the kids are actually now trying to guess the words and, and, and the conundrums and all that kind of stuff. So we're having fun. We're enjoying it. It's causing a few arguments, but that's the McKnight household for you. Nothing new there. Uh, <laughs> so we've been loving that. Oh, 8 out of 10 cats we've been watching on Foxtel. You can also see it on BritBox and sometimes Amazon Prime Video. But we've been watching the episodes on Foxtel or Binge or Foxtel Now. Um, and or on Disney+. Plus. What a superb Star Wars series. It has just been yeah. phenomenal. I love, love, love it, and I thank them for making this series because it's so good, so good. Why are you laughing, Robert? No, no, you thank them. Uh, and, we look, we love our uh, Disney executives who listen every week. Uh, uh, the big <laughs> the big bobs. That, that was a funny joke. Come on, go ahead. Yeah, but I loved um, Arendor too. I thought Arendor was a wonderful show. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on to the group binge because it was a big one where we went and watched The Offer on Paramount+. Plus. This is the making, uh, this is a series depicting the making of the 1972 film The Godfather, that classic with Marlon Brando. So we go behind the scenes, we see how it all came to be, how the mob got involved, how the mafia got involved, and how, against all odds, this movie actually got made. And Philip... I've got to tell you, it is unbelievable to think that this film got made when you see, albeit a fictionalised version, but based on real events, of what happened in the lead-up and how everything had to come together for this film to be made. Now, don't take a contract out on me, Rob, but I did, <laughs> I did go to watch this and I just couldn't bring myself to sign up to Paramount Plus again. I'm sorry. You could do a seven-day trial. It's, it's worth I, it for look, that show. Just, that show promise. sounds great. It's just that Paramount Plus has virtually nothing else I want to watch. I've tried Actually, I disagree. I am. I now have shock a bucket me. loaded. Yes, I have a mountain me. of entertainment. Did you get shocked did me you that you love free? it? Cha ching. Did you get the free subscription, Rob? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I did. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> but, right, Philip. But uh, seriously, I well, I wasn't. I don't know if it was the marketing or what, but I didn't think there was enough content on Paramount Plus to sustain me. But I, it is becoming it's a bit grown. of a go-to for me. It's growing. It's huge. got. Yellow Jackets, it's got the offer, and I'm watching Star Trek. Um, what's the... Matthew- <laughs> That's just an extended run of his shows. <laughs> what? It's just an extended run of your shows now. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm just trying to say that I haven't even gone for a full discovery of Paramount+, Plus and I'm already finding too much content to watch. I think it's worth it. What are you saying? Whatever people pay for it, I think it's worth (laughs) you to buy. What are you talking about? I suddenly fell into paying for AMC and all these other things, and I I still to this day don't know how that happened. Why are you paying for AMC? I had to do wipe it all. Paramount Plus is dead to me. What are you talking about? What did you watch this show on? Oh, well... Paramount Plus. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right, okay. The offer is really, really good, Philip. I would highly recommend that you watch it and then just cancel okay, your subscription. Okay. Claire, what did you think of episode one? I I don't know if... I didn't watch it for you. I've just watched <laughs> the whole series. Yes, you generally. did. Sure. Yes, you did, Claire. I just, I just watched the whole series. <laughs> 
generally, so I'm just giving my overview here. Um, I, Miles Teller. Sorry. Oh, do you? I just love him. Do you really? Oh, yeah. you didn't like mm. Top Gun? I think he's amazing. I haven't seen Top Gun because I don't like Tom Cruise, but this is a whole other conversation. Oh, I really do. Is. Miles Teller really is just so great in that role. And everyone in that show is just so good. And the storyline is amazing. I love The Godfather. I just couldn't get enough of the show. I don't really remember what happened in episode one. Well, what oh, happened? Oh, it's really oh, it's, got, it's got the girl so in it's there, hasn't it? things start coming together. Yeah. yeah, and it's got the girl in it from um, Ted Lasso. Ah. Has she come in yet? No. Uh, I don't know who the girl from Table <laughs> is because I refuse to watch Apple Plus, Apple TV, right. whatever they call it. <laughs> <Ka-ching>. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, bring some reason to this. Did you enjoy the offer? Yeah, I think I did. I think it's one of those shows that you kind of need to watch in full. As you said, it's really the setup, so it's kind of... You need to understand kind of what was going on. And, you know, I'm someone who... I doesn't really know the people. I haven't seen The Godfather, and I, I thought it was all right. I think it's just I think watching the whole thing. And what? How many episodes is it? Like ten or eight or something? Yeah, ten episodes. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those ones that you kind of have to watch in full. So if if, if you can commit yourself to do that, then it, it'll probably be good. But right now, it, the, the the beginning's paying off, so I don't have any grievances with it. Robo, did you do your homework? I certainly did. I, I agree um, that I think Miles Teller is fantastic. Uh, it's also created by Adam Arkin. Now, Adam Arkin is probably maybe not a name, but you know the face. Uh, he's been in Chicago Hope, uh, The West Wing, uh, Boston Legal, all of these kind of things. He's actually fantastic, and I think he's really great. Um, I really like this. I love anything that's behind the scenes of movies yeah. or TV. Mm. So anything like that, it's on the Paramount. I, I loved You know, I loved it. It, it mm. actually gets me in um weirdly and matthew mcfadden is amazing I, in it too, oh i love that he? as well he's the guy from yeah. uh he's from but the wonderful oh, yeah, thing yeah, is though and i want to say this and I, I want to be serious for a moment is the only way to get this kind of great content is at paramountplus.com.au <laughs> Uh, and I think it's just fantastic, you know. Oh, that's just, <laughs> wow! Oh my, my, my FOS machine's going off. Thank, Thank you. Robert. you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found that uh, tidbit yet, Claire? No, I can't find it now. Well, sorry, we'll you have to cut that bit out. The tech to cut that bit out. Sorry. No, we'll leave it in, and people will have to Google. Uh, okay, <laughs> next week is Mog's choice, but you'll actually have Who? two weeks to watch this show because next week there's no panel. <gasps> next week is the seven upfronts and it will be an episode where I talk to Angus Ross, the head of programming at Channel 7, about Seven's big uh, upfront presentation and the slate of new programming. So that will be a special edition of the TV Black Box. But Mulk has chosen Fisk Season 2. It kicks off Wednesday next week, 9pm. So... You've got two weeks to watch it, people. Well, one week, really, because it will only have seen one episode by the time we... I don't know. We will see two episodes. I don't know. Anyway, I'll cut that bit. <laughs> so you've got two weeks. a lot of editing to do, haven't you? <laughs> Always do. So you've got two weeks to watch that one, guys. So Fisk Season 2, the first episode. And that brings us to the end of TV Black Box. 
Uh, just a little few notes from me. You can catch me on the Jan- John Stanley Show on 2GB and 4BC every Friday night at around 9pm in Sydney, 8pm in Brisbane. You can catch me on 4BC every Tuesday and... <laughs> Robo, stop. I thought we every cut Tuesday this. Every Tuesday and Thursday on uh, Afternoons with Sophie Paul Micah at 2.30. And... I will... I have other things coming up, but I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> oh, that bits and bobs, it just keeps growing, doesn't it? Play what? the cha-ching again. Yeah. Play the cha-ching. Yeah. I'm walking my dog tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you can catch me on the TV Black Box podcast yep. every uh, Wednesday morning. Have I lost control of this? Have I said too much? <laughs> no, that's good. I'll take that as a yes. All right. That is the end of TV Black Box. For more, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. Robo, Matt and Phil, you were here. Claire, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Claire. Claire, no please worries. come back again. We love you. <laughs> well, if I can remember who Miles Teller um, stars within that show, I'll be back. If not, I can't. I should not. You know, isn't Rob McKnight on the show and isn't he on the radio? (laughs) Well done. All right, I'll get out of my own ass. See you next week. (laughs) I'll see you next week for the upfronts and two weeks with the panel. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.